0: next It's episode 10 of Watching Horror. I'm Jared, and across the table from me is my wife, Christina.
1: Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you? Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How was your uh, How was your trip today?
1: <sighs> it's, it was okay. Where'd you go? I went to a casino Ooh. with my eighty three year old grandmother. Oh. <laughs> and my sixty uh, three year old mother. So that, <laughs> that Didn't was not interesting. quite. <laughs> not the casino trip that you're. Ah! It. And it's
0: not even a real casino. With how how is the? You want to explain what the?
1: Oh, so this place is, is. Um, it's a casino that. Um, it's kind of like a half casino. They don't have tables. It's just all machines. Mm. And they have like um they have the wheel of fortune game and they have like a like kind of like a digital roulette where like you play digitally, but they actually have a real. Roulette wheel, where like the the thing spins and the yeah. ball does drop, and it's like an actual ball. So they
0: don't have, they don't have dealers there. Mm.
1: There are no dealers. There's nothing like that. Everything's mm. like electronic.
0: I've never been there.
1: No, you should come sometime next weekend. I think uh... next
0: weekend. How many times are we gonna go to the fucking casino? Oh Holy no, no not next
1: weekend. No, no, I'm sorry. Next time. Next time. Okay.
0: Next time we'll paint Yonkers red. <laughs> paint Yonkers red. With uh, with your eighty three year old grandmother, <laughs> and your sixty four year old mother.
1: I know You can paint Yonkers red with my grandmother. Yeah. You can paint any place red. But she's she's feisty.
0: Yeah, she's
1: feisty. She's eighty one, but she's feisty. Yeah. <laughs> Today she was uh she wasn't doing so good. We all lost. Yeah. All of us. Last time I came home with uh two hundred. I went I got there with sixty and I came home with two hundred dollars. I was very yeah. proud of myself. Not this
0: time though. No. How much did you lose?
1: Seventy four bucks. <laughs> and there was this actually i lost 95 bucks but 25 of it wasn't mine that's true or 94 anyway so there was this one machine that i used the last time and it was doing really well on that machine so i went straight over there this time and there was this like older guy uh sitting to my right playing the same machine just a couple seats over because they have all the machines like kind of sectioned away from there's like every two machines you can use Oh you right, social use-
0: distancing gambling. Yeah, gotcha.
1: They have like if they have two together, they have a piece of plexiglass like <laughs> between the two. That's if they can't space the machines. Out. Yeah, but otherwise, it's like it's a uh, one machine on, two machines off, one machine on. Yeah. So so this guy's playing and he is hitting all of them. I'm I'm hearing like the bell go off, which and I got the bell yeah. the last time I was there, so that's how I know like holy shit, that's big money. And he hit the bell mm. like four times. So he must have won the some wrong serious cash. Yeah. <laughs> Yet. no i had nothing to do with the machine because i went on that machine later and i didn't do so you're well. just bad mojo he, he, i didn't have it today you mm. know the last time i went admittingly you know my grandmother has been up my ass about going to the casino. that's just her thing she just she enjoys being there she just likes the casino she plays like the, the slots. atmosphere she likes the atmosphere yeah. she, it's exciting to her, the bells and the lights and all the 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 promise or the possibility of winning lots of money yeah it gets her very excited so she's always loved casinos I I hate casino. I'm always like, you know, everybody who the people who own casinos are already rich. What am I going to give them my money for? I don't have any money. I'm going to give them my money for the chances of winning at a casino are very slim. Yeah. And I was just happy that I took my sixty bucks and turned it into two hundred last. Yeah, time. I was happy I was, about that too. That was ecstatic. I was ecstatic about that. Yeah. But she's been up my butt to go forever. So I finally caved, went with her last time, did really well. I was kind of like, that wasn't so bad. Mm. <laughs> you know, once you win, you're like. Well, now I after, you lost, after you lost, after <laughs> well, you lost you have a different right? so, opinion of it. No, I don't. It's still kind of fun It because the possibility is still there. So, you know what I mean? So it is still fun. Like You you, you put away, if you're able to, you put away a couple of dollars that you're willing to just blow in a place like yeah. that. You know what I mean? And you just resign yourself to the fact that you're spending this money, like you said, or we had this conversation earlier, you're spending this money to play these games. Right. You know what I to mean? hit the button. You're hit. You're if you win money, money hit, great. Exactly. But you
0: pay, you're spending spending the money to hit the button exactly so it's like
1: going to an arcade almost right like this is the money you're putting aside to play these games right fine and if you win money it's fantastic but you have to be able to lose it and not try to win more you know what i mean like take more money out and try to win more yeah then it becomes like an issue
0: degenerative gambling yeah (laughs) let's try not to fall down to that
1: Let me tell you something. It took me like a good five minutes after I lost the last of my money. It took me like a good five minutes to really have to sit with myself and remind myself like not to take out like any. Well, I I actually forgot my debit card. I (laughs) to borrow money from my mom and then sell it back to her. (laughs) But whatever. So anyway, back to my story though really quickly and then I think I... I'd like to get into the movie if that's cool with you. But there was this guy playing this machine and he was like really good luck. Hmm. And he was just hitting them and hitting them and hitting them at one point. You know, because I wasn't doing so well, and I'm looking over at him, and he's, like, doing really well, and I'm like, oh, you know, good for you. Congratulations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, He goes, all right, so pick a a color. Like, he had to pick, like, one of these, like, five colors. So I picked purple, starting to become my favorite color. And it turned out that that was, like, uh, that color yielded him, you know, the highest amount you know of money so yeah. when he cashed out smart man by the way he didn't like keep going yeah. he like he won a bunch of money and just cashed out mm. <laughs> and left smart guy um but then he came back over and handed me a 25 five dollar voucher like the awesome. ticket to play that's really awesome just for you know for the good pick yeah he's like hey this is for you for the good pick i was like holy shit thank you lost it <laughs> Took me about ten minutes. Maybe to Maybe should have vengeance. pocketed
0: that and cashed out on the, that twenty-five.
1: You know what? That uh, that probably would have been the smart thing to do. Mm. Cash that out, put it aside, play with play with what I came with. But yeah. uh, I thought to myself, like you know, why not put it in the machine? This way, I get the credits I had on the machine plus the twenty-five bucks, all on one ticket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I insert that in the machine, then it just adds to my original, like, whatever balance is in there. Yeah. And then it combines. Yeah. So then when I hit cash out, I got, like, the ticket with all of it together. So I was like, ah, just throw it in. Shouldn't have done that. Right. I could have at least put that aside and chalked that up to a win.
0: Lesson learned. Well, I'm glad you had a good time.
1: I I had a good time.
0: You lost all the money. Okay.
1: But I had resigned myself to lose it in the first place. True. I said, I'm going to this place with my mother. It's going to cost 74 bucks. That's what I'm willing to spend. Okay. At least I didn't take out more money, right? Because sure. I could have borrowed more money from my mom. That's true. She would have given it to me. And I would have had to sell it back to her. But still, she would have. She's like, why didn't you take out 100 I was like, because I wouldn't have taken out 100 Why am I going to take out 100 from you? Yeah. <laughs> I was only going to take out 60 bucks, And I happen to have 14 left over from yesterday. So that was my $74. <laughs> That's the story of me at the casino today. (laughs) Ta da!
0: Gambling talk with Christina.
1: (coughs) The penny slots with my grandma, (laughs) my 83 year old grandma.
0: It's a a regular Sunday afternoon here (laughs) in New York. In the news, speaking of New York, Mm -hmm. there was an interesting news story that happened Mm -hmm. on Roosevelt Island here in New York.
1: Just an interesting place in and of itself, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's this little sectioned off little island where there's a bunch of apartments and like a little community that's a part of New York, but not really a part of New York.
1: No, it is a part of New York. It's it, just like in this weird island in the middle, in of, the the middle of a river. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, it's
0: just in the middle of the river. a river. It, <laughs> it has a school. Has a has a school. Has a supermarket. Has a everything, and a bunch of apartments. It's really wild. But somebody there on TikTok apparently had found
2: some TikTok.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had found that um a uh, a draft coming into her apartment. I'm sorry, her bathroom. In this video, she discovered that the draft was coming from behind her medicine cabinet mm. and she did some exploring and there was an entire apartment behind her medicine Whoa, cabinet.
1: isn't now, that interesting? What
0: movie does that remind you of? Hmm. Did hmm. we recently
1: cover that one?
0: We may have recently covered that one. A couple of weeks ago in Candyman. Yeah. Oddly enough.
2: Yeah. Isn't so yeah, I thought that was
0: interesting how this, this sort of happened and we talked about in that episode, if you want to go back and listen, we did talk about how fucking wild that would be finding another apartment sort of attached uh, to yours and how that was an actual issue. Back in the 80, um I think it was the eighties or the seventies, where people were breaking into projects, the joining projects through the medicine cabinet. So that's pretty fucking wild. Anyway, I thought that was interesting though because we did just do that episode on Candyman, and we did talk about how that um, that medicine cabinet stuff was, you know, in the movie and how it was had a base, had, did have a basis in real, real life in Chicago in the Cabrini Green, Green projects. Mm. And here we are again, shortly after doing that episode. Here we have a, another instance of it, which I thought was kind of. Interesting and weird, I just wanted to bring it up.
1: Crazy. Yeah, actually. Wild. And it was in the post. It was everywhere. Which is, you know, went viral. Mostly, it was on yeah. CNN. Oh, was it? It was everywhere. Oh, I didn't know it was on and then, CNN.
0: and then they all kind of towards the end some of the articles, not all of them, had mentioned how does this is this reminiscent of a nineties horror yeah, movie? Yeah. I was like, motherfuckers, I just
1: talked about that. <laughs> you and a lot of people I know. A lot of podcasts just talked about it. Yeah, well a lot of guys' girlfriends are in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you know that reference, we can be friends. Hundred points. <laughs> Say it in the comments on our IG. Exactly,
0: which so, is uh, our IG. What is it? it is watching our podcast on Instagram, correct? And you can follow us on Twitter, even though it's it's it's, it's, it's shambling it's, along like a zombie. There's
1: tumbleweeds on Twitter right now. Um, I keep getting these ideas, uh, like just quick little things that kind of pop in my head, and forgetting that I have a platform for that that doesn't require a picture. Mm. So that's up. That's on me. Um I just keep forgetting that it's there <laughs> so right. I need to I need to um, when those things happen, I need to start populating our Twitter more but but yeah, follow our Twitter it, it'll, it'll
0: what's the it'll, Twitter name watching horror? Up.
1: It's just watching horror all right
0: so uh, watching horror podcast on Instagram, watching horror on Twitter mm-hmm. and watching horror podcast at gmail.com for all other Gmail. Gmail, for all other uh, comments or demands that we stop doing this.
1: On maybe. Gmail. Almost like on your mail. You know, on Gmail.
0: On Gmail? Um, at I can get confusing.
1: At com. It got
0: get real confusing. <laughs>
1: That'd be fun, though. Yeah.
0: Also, to... Uh...
1: I'm silly tired right now. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, that's good because we haven't been started yet. <laughs> Could you make more noise with your cup? <laughs> because <laughs> it's empty i was hoping it's you'd not just...
1: empty i still have oh a sip left i'm drinking a new drink from um starbucks that jared uh has turned me on to i don't know if i've ever mentioned this but i am a starbucks fanatic kind of it, it, it's my one unhealthy purchase like that i it's a It's a problem. I have a start. You know, some women have shoe problems. I have that problem with Starbucks. I don't have shoe problems. I have two pairs of shoes. You
0: have coffee problems. I have coffee problems. I have
1: serious coffee problems.
0: You do have serious coffee problems.
1: (laughs) But I drink excellent coffee, which is fantastic. And I drink a ton of it. That straw. I swear to God. I apologize. I apologize. Um, There's still. Hold on. Just Just drink it. I I am. I am. Oh, my God.
0: There we go. I was waiting for the last annoying sound. I'm not cutting this out, just so you know.
1: That was delicious. <laughs> I don't think it was very ASMR-y, though. No, no I don't no. know.
0: <laughs> we'll, I'll, we can break out the ASMR microphones later.
1: But if you're into Starbucks there's this thing so Jared told me about it. I I don't know what it's called, but it's um it's like 3 shots of espresso shaken over ice and brown sugar. It's the one everyone's talking
0: about. It. It's it's a thing. I saw like 3 articles on Google it? on it like oh, today. For real? Yeah, it's like a thing now. And it's got, it's
1: got like some there. oat milk in it. Yeah,
0: some what is it? It's an iced brown sugar oat milk latte.
1: I it's don't not know. a latte. It's, it's a it's a shaken espresso. Oh, shaken espresso. Okay. It's a thing. You can get a cold espresso shaken on ice. Yeah. Um, it and it's like milk. nice and cold. It's a, kind of like getting a shot. You know, like you go to a bar and you get yeah. like a, a drink and they shake it. And yeah, they yeah, shake yeah. it on ice. Yeah. They do the same thing with espresso. In this case, they add brown sugar. Mm. Sometimes they'll do it with uh, syrup or different, you know, kind of sugar. But you can you can actually have them do that with raw sugar. It is fantastic. And one of the baristas one time told me, because I was making <laughs> friends with the baristas, it's always important to make friends with your Starbucks baristas. Yes. Okay. They're great people. Oh, yeah. This, so this barista told me that if you get uh, the espresso shaken on ice with just a little bit of that raw sugar at the end, like you drink it and it's and there's ice in it. So it's just the espresso and ice. And if you want to put cream in it, you can. Yeah. Um, and then like you get that crunchy raw sugar.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. You told me. So about you kind of like yeah. drink
1: the espresso. But then there's like you kind of yeah. like crunch on the sugar. She said that that's great. I I need to try that. So next time. Next time, I'm going to do that. Probably what tomorrow. That's something you got to go in and order. I don't think I can order that through uh, the app. No, I think it's a little too complicated through the app. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is coffee talk with Christina. (laughs) So we've discovered already that uh, that Christina is on the verge of degenerate gambling and has a coffee addiction. Now, with all that said,
1: (laughs) I'm just a degenerate in general. A copy oh my God, Say that three times fast. A degenerate in general. A degenerate. Degener- in general. I
0: can't do. I can't even do. Uh, I can't <laughs> do tongue twisters to save my life <laughs> at all.
1: Degenerate. Fucking in marble mouth. And I hate to tell you this, but I also have a Cadbury cream egg that I'm going to devour. Oh my god! So it's going to be crinkling. Great. Coming soon.
0: Sabotaging from Christina. <laughs> I can't guarantee is... I'm going to be able to edit that out. Okay, now that we have the gambling out of the way, we have coffee out of the way, we have social media out of the way. One more bit of housekeeping is we've hit double digits on our podcast here. Yeah, that's pretty big.
1: Episode double digits.
0: Episode double digits. Did you think we'd make it to ten? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I have faith. You know, this um this began as a like you know a hobby, just a A fun thing to do. Yeah. And it's grown, Mm -hmm. which has been fun. But uh, I knew we'd make it to 10 episodes because this was something that we were just going to do for fun anyway. Yeah. So what movie are we talking about this week?
0: We are doing Poltergeist, finally. If you've been following this show at all, you know, Christina has a love affair with this movie. It's mentioned uh, more than a handful of times over the uh, course of the past nine episodes. (laughs) So we're finally doing Poltergeist. Let's do it how we usually do it here. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Poltergeist, you probably, again, shouldn't be listening to this podcast. I think they just show that movie in schools at this point. but <laughs> They should. You, yeah. But if you haven't seen it, uh, real quick, the plot of this movie, A Family's Home is haunted by interdimensional ghosts, and they kidnap a five-year-old girl into the TV, and ghostly interdimensional fun ensues. That is poltergeist
1: your two sentence synopses are amazing i think
0: they're pretty good they're
1: hysterical i love everyone it takes every... about
0: a minute and a half <laughs> so they should be pretty good
1: it's fantastic they should be really good. jared and i don't don't really share notes no. in between when we watch the movie and when we do this a lot of this stuff actually we kind of surprise each other with we find facts on our own whatever yeah. so i don't get to he i don't get to read or hear the uh the little two sentence uh, synopsis. So it's always a fun surprise every episode. I just get to like. I try. I, I get to enjoy that little. Get to enjoy of it with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Good.
0: I'm glad I could add to that. So, <laughs> as we usually started after the plot, is poltergeist scary? No.
2: No.
1: Come on, poltergeist. Poltergeist is like a sleep. Okay, so. Poltergeist is, like, a slightly scary version of, like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's kind of how I see it.
0: It's the Griswolds with
1: ghosts. With ghosts. ghosts. You Mm. know what I mean? Carol Ann just kind of gets sucked into the TV. Mm. So she kind of becomes a non-person, and then you're just left with uh, Rusty and... What's her face? What's the daughter's name? Audrey. Audrey, thank you. Russ? (laughs) Right here, Dad. Right, I mean, without Caroline, that's essentially what you have. Rusty's. Uh...
0: You think that Steve and Diane are like the Griswolds, like Clark and uh, Ellen? Yeah,
1: they remind. Yeah, yeah. because you know um, Steve, it, who is the father of uh, in the movie, he's yeah. played by the fuck is that guy's name?
0: Craig T. Nelson. Thank you,
1: Craig. Coach, T.
0: Nelson. Coach, and Mister Incredible.
1: I always forget his name. Yeah, that guy's. Amazing. I love that guy. Underrated.
0: Um, he's awesome.
1: Totally. You know what I mean? Nelson uh, Nelson's
0: pretty awesome. Yeah. He's yeah.
1: like, you know, he's kind of an in-between like a Chevy Chase and Woody Harrelson. Like if you kind of shove those two together. You and made him serious. Have... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that guy. And maybe, what's his name? The, uh, the other Quaid. Not Randy Quaid. Dennis. Dennis Quaid. If mm. you shoved his face in there too, I think that would help. Okay. With Craig. Craig T. Nelson, you said the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Okay, so he's like the family man. You know what I mean? Like he has yeah. a very big interest in his family. He goes to work with his little suit and briefcase, just like Clark Griswold. Yeah, you know he does like real estate and stuff like that. Clark works in cereal uh, preservatives. Yes, but you know, he's the guy who goes to work. Mom stays home. You know, with the kids and stuff like mm. that. And they're both, you know, Diane and Ellen. They both share the uh, the young, good looking you know mom she still got it you know they're also deeply in love they you know you can tell that their relationship is solid mm. so you know plus the you know the, the wood panel station wagon doesn't hurt
0: they have their own little family oh, truckster. you know what i'm
1: yeah. saying i mean yeah. granted that's from the original vacation movie i it's think the it's same. the family truckster yeah i think I, I i always think of christmas vacation because that's kind of like when everyone's gathered in the griswold house so even though christmas obviously isn't in poltergeist it's like Christmas time. There's nothing regarding Christmas. Um, Just the fact that, like, kind of everyone's in the house. Mm. You know, um, there's a lot of Clark Griswold moments, I think, in the movie. There's a lot of Ellen Griswold moments in the movie.
0: (laughs) So Steve Freeling is the Clark Griswold of horror movies.
1: Of this movie.
0: Do you think that Poltergeist qualifies as a horror movie, considering just the amount of Spielberg all over it?
1: That's the thing. Like... For me, it's a warm and fuzzy. It's not like when I say I love Poltergeist, it's not because I find it scary or it's like this like, you know, it's like a movie I could fall asleep to. It's like, it's like, it it gives me like a warm, fuzzy feeling inside when I watch it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's a nostalgia. Also, it was made the year I was born. Yeah. It's pretty cool. 82. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good year. You
0: do the math and see how old Christina is.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty fucking old. I'm not that old. I don't consider myself old. I feel like I'm 19. Therefore, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I do act like I'm 19 most of the time. That's true. (laughs) I'm a child. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, do you find it scary? No. Right?
0: No. No. I don't think it's scary. I don't think it's, I think it barely qualifies as a horror
2: movie. And I think it
0: only qualifies as a horror movie in the most generic sense of the definition of the genre, I think. You know what I mean? There's not the only person or anything who dies in the movie is the bird. Yeah. Everyone else is fine and lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not a lot of gore, bluts, uh, bluts. Uh, <laughs> guts
1: and bl- guts. And- Whoa. That is fantastic, by the way. Bluts. Bluts.
0: Okay. There's not a lot of bluts or any. Blood for that and matter. guts.
1: That's fantastic. Oh, can I write that down? You
0: can write it down. So there's not a lot of bluts or any, for that matter. There's no jump scares, really, that I can remember. <sighs>
1: Um. No, there are jump you scares. You know, so when there are some, I think the 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 chairs on the table are supposed to be like a jump scare.
0: I don't know if that's a jump scare. I mean, I wouldn't call it a jump scare. I think it's.
1: Oh, what about uh, when the clown tries to strangle Rusty? There, what's his face? The kids. Rusty. The kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Robbie.
1: Robbie, same
2: fucking name. Oh,
0: it's different. <laughs> Rusty barely. is Russell. <laughs> it's short for Russell.
1: I know. <laughs> oh come on, yo! It's going to be Rusty, Audrey, and Carol Ann. That's it. Oh, I
0: hope you're following got Clark along, El- everybody. <laughs> oh boy. All right, so let's get into this here. So, despite it only being sort of uh, barely armed, which is interesting because the movie was directed by Toby Hooper. And he also directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Now there's a stark difference between Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> and Poltergeist. Oh boy! Now is there? I ever... think a lot of that. I mean, obviously it's a different kind of movie for sure. Gone is all the grit yeah. and the tension that you that comes from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and instead you're just spackled a whole thick coat of Hollywood yeah. all over Poltergeist. Yeah. You know, and I know that Spielberg did produce this movie Heavily. Heavily. Even so much so that there is a lot of speculation or criticism or whatever you want to commentary on the fact that this movie probably should have had a co director of Toby Hooper and Spielberg, considering mm-hmm. how much of Spielberg's ideas and his
2: influence.
0: Influence came through on the screen. Yeah,
1: he pretty much came all over that movie. Yeah, yeah. Just like- he just- there's just tiny Spielberg's
0: everywhere.
1: Whole <laughs> place cake, just with fucking Spielberg ew. sperm. So gross. <laughs> All so Spielberg here. Money shots everywhere.
0: All over that celluloid. <laughs> so anyway,
1: welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> welcome. If you're new here, this is this is it. Um, the movie kind of. Sets up in a um, in a planned suburb called, um, I can never say it right. Cuesta Verde. Cuesta Verde. In Cal- I, I got it. In California. <laughs> <laughs> we follow the Freeling family, a family of three, Steve, Diane, their kids, Dana, Robbie, and Carol Ann. So the movie opens with probably the most accurate part of the whole movie as terms of real life goes. The dog is sort of going from room to room to room. Love it. Where everyone's sleeping. It's the middle of the night. Everyone's sleeping. The dog is going from the room. And it's finding food and everybody's fucking everybody's bed. Everybody's
1: sleeping with
0: food. Who's This one's got a bag of chips under the <laughs> pillow. This one's sleeping. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Although having had dogs for a very long time, that is 1,000% the most accurate part of this movie. <laughs> for
2: sure. For sure.
1: It's just like how... But like, it's so funny that everyone's like asleep with food in their hands. It's crazy. There's chips under the pillow in one's room. Craig T. Nelson, or Dad, whatever his name Steve. Is, is, Steve. Thank you. Um, Clark is in the chair watching TV. Right? He's like, ha- he's asleep. He's asleep. And I he's know. like, he's got something in his hands. The dog pulls that out of his yeah. hand. <laughs> he goes it's finds a, a bag of chips under someone's pillow. He grabs something. I know thing. this is. An un- Everybody's sleeping with fucking food in their bed. <laughs> What's going on in this family?
0: <laughs> I know this is an unpopular opinion. I've little had it with dogs in movies. Sorry, <laughs> but it's true. I'm just enough with it. Really.
1: Enough with the dogs? Yeah, you know. Would you I mean, rather cats?
0: Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I like cats. Yeah, um, you're a cat person. Yeah. I, uh, enough with the dogs. It's always about the dog. I mean, enough. Anyway.
1: He's a dog hater, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I don't hate them. I just find them to be stupid animals. Dumb. Everyone's judging you right now. Good. Good. You know what, ha- you know what happens? 24 hours a day, i judging everybody else. <laughs> and once in a while, I say it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so after we find the dog rummaging around, stupid idiot. The um <laughs> we, we we meet we meet Carol Ann, who's quote unquote <laughs> sleepwalking to the living room mm-hmm. to a uh, to the television which is uh playing static. Back in the Stone Age, T V was not twenty four hours a day.
1: Yeah, I thought that's what you were gonna say the most accurate part of the movie was was um the uh, the national anthem playing yeah. at night and then the static where the TV actually turned off I remember, I remember that
0: I remember that I was a kid it... I was very young me too but yeah. I remember that I caught the tail end of that
1: yeah when it it actually turned where off TV
0: was not twenty four
1: hours yeah it like there was like two or three or something like that but you got the static you and... got the static
0: and you waited till five or whatever in the morning till it came back on again yeah yeah, yeah there wasn't definitely time. remember that
1: I thought that was what you were gonna say
0: oh no okay so there's two parts of the movie that's accurate
1: there you go. Correction. All
0: right. right. So, uh, Carol Ann is, um, you know, sleepwalks over to this TV. It's playing snow. Craig T. Nelson, Steve, or Clark, pick your character name, is asleep in the chair in true dad form with the TV on, Clark. (laughs) Carol Ann is seemingly uh, having a conversation, a one-sided conversation with the TV, um, answering questions. uh, Questions like... So cute. Carol Ann is cute, which... So there's two things here about Carol Ann here that I just want to brush on real quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Number one, Carol Ann originally that role of Carol Ann was supposed to go to Drew Barrymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Drew Barrymore had auditioned for that movie for Spielberg and all the others. She didn't obviously didn't get the role because Spielberg felt there was another movie she'd be better for. That turned out to be E. T. Mm-hmm. Her monster vehicle to earn her rise to stardom.
1: Turned out to be a good uh, a good, good pick move for her. Good movie. Would it have been the other way around? Would Carol Ann have been?
0: No. Okay. No, because Carol Ann barely got the role, okay. actually. Because Carol Ann kept laughing in her in her audition. Uh. Kept saying, they were asking her to act, act scared. She couldn't do it without laughing. Oh,
2: okay. So she
0: had, she had auditioned once, couldn't get through it without taking it seriously. They brought her in again because they thought there may be something there. Maybe if they directed her a little bit better, they can... Get a decent audition out of her. And they did. Mm. And she wound up getting the role. And poor Carol Ann passed away at age 12, mm. shortly around the time uh, after Poltergeist 3 had finished. Wow. She had um, she died of uh, some, a bowel obstruction leading to sepsis, which was mis- misdiagnosed as Crohn's disease. Wow. And she wound up dying that way. At 12, which is only one of the two uh, tragedies that befell the actresses on the uh, on this movie. The older sister, Dana, was strangled by her ex-boyfriend in her driveway wow. shortly after the movie was released. And within like two weeks of the movie being released, that's her only credit. Her only uh-huh. like Hollywood film credit was Poltergeist. She was... Um, The boyfriend apparently had went to her house to try and reconcile. Things went sideways, and the boyfriend strangled her and killed her in her driveway. That's two of them that happened on this movie. Also, later in the movie, there are contractors working on a... They're getting a pool put in their house. There's one contractor who pokes his head in and is drinking Diane's coffee. Mm -hmm. He died several years after because he was killed with an axe. What? Yeah, from a neighbor, I believe. (laughs) Um, killed him with an axe he was in his 60s i mean this was several years after the Mm. movie but
1: those are total coincidences right i mean yeah
0: unless you believe that there was something to it now of course there was a few instances that happened to the actors in poltergeist 2 and 3 as well Mm. um we'll get into those when we actually do talk about 2 and 3 i don't want to do any crazy spoilers here too far ahead of ourselves so when we get into those movies we'll talk about that. Some of the criticism, you know, everyone likes to say that horror movies are cursed. There's always a thing that everyone likes to throw out there. Everyone likes to have those conversations and play those fantasy games in their head. But some of the commentary on why this movie was cursed was the skeletons that were in the movie, in this movie, the ones that they didn't move, were actually real skeletons. They were real skeletons from, I believe, an Indian cemetery. Because... Indian
1: Native American? I don't
0: know. that. Wa- that part I didn't I didn't quite catch. Where was that it wasn't specified. It didn't. Is it, it in
1: the United States? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's probably Native American. Yeah.
0: Um, so they did have these skeletons, and the reason being that it's just cheaper to get regular skeletons than fake skeletons that look real. Oh my god! Which is ridiculous. The skeletons that you see in the movie, it's pouring rain and they're all muddy. Mm-hmm. So you can put enough mud in there. you'd have to use the real skeletons. Yeah. It's pretty fucking crazy. But you
1: know what? Now I wonder if there are if there's all this bad mojo, people are like dying after. I wonder if just the use of that's real the, that's skeletons... what I'm saying.
0: Right, and that's what I'm saying. Huh. That's what some of the commentary
1: is that maybe
0: it's because they use the use real skeletons. Yeah. But I dig a little deeper and found that using real skeletons is not uncommon in movies because right. they are generally cheaper than using fake skeletons. So the idea of this movie using real skeletons is not some kind of big scandal. It's not some big controversy. It's not some big conspiracy. It literally is. It's just cheaper. And a lot of movies do it.
1: Where the fuck do you get skeletons from? Is there like a skeleton warehouse? Who donates them? Like you donate your body to science, organ Mm. transplants, et cetera. Yeah. But where on your license does it say, I donate my skeleton to movie?
0: Well, you probably have to audition. (laughs) <laughs> you don't just let any skeleton in there I mean you gotta go through a series of x-rays and you can't I mean you can't just let like ugly skeletons in i are not gonna do that Who wants to watch that shit
1: well it's a horror movie wouldn't you yeah, like to see if you're to gonna be starring alongside Craig T.
0: Nelson you best come with your good face on your good skull on oh, I'm just saying
1: I'd like to see a fucked up skull like I'd rather see that than a than a regular if it's a horror movie especially mm.
0: I don't know, you know, I feel you know. When, I, when we talk about skeletons, though, I, I, I feel bad because in high school, when I was a senior, I stole a skull from the microbiology <laughs> lab. It was like the last two weeks of school. And a real human skull. Yeah, I, I took microbiology as an elective in a senior Smart year of high school.
1: That was my favorite class. And in,
0: I, uh... I did it because I needed, I needed another class and all my other friends needed another class. we were like, hey, let's take microbiology and like okay it's so cool that so, they offered it in high school yeah so me and a bunch of my friends took it the only reason because that's a class that we could all take together so we did in the last week or two of microbiology i was like i'm gonna take that skull so i did it i threw it in my bag and i kept it for about a couple of years i had a human skull that sat on top of my tv in my bedroom <laughs> to which God. i put on sunglasses and my graduation oh. cap after i graduated high school and it sat that's where it sat for couple of years and i sometimes i would look at him like you know the person's skull they lived a whole life yeah either them or their family said we're going to donate their body to science and you don't get to choose when you donate your body where it goes it just goes to wherever it
1: goes that's actually not true the family has a lot to say oh really Um, i actually i I used to work in a uh, science biomedical research lab. Right next to our lab was the gross anatomy lab for medical students. So they had cadavers in the morgue downstairs mm. all the time. And the families of the, of, the, of the dead had to sign off explicitly as to where the bodies would go. Huh. That's um, interesting
0: because I read something different.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, uh, that's, uh, it's okay. just what my experience has been working hmm. in at least a gross anatomy lab in okay. a medical school. Okay. I don't know whether that applies to, because there are research labs that aren't necessarily in biomedical right. fields. You know, you can do research in all different kinds yeah, of fields that with, includes, um, with bodies. Yeah,
0: that includes car accidents too. Yes. So when you donate your body to science, general, that does include <laughs> to going to car companies who mm-hmm. put fresh cadavers in, in cars and send them flying into walls. Right. That is a true thing.
1: But the family does have a say in where the body hmm. goes. Okay.
0: I had read something different, but I, I, I trust
2: you. Oh. you I know. mean, you
1: don't, I mean, it, like I said, you don't have to blindly trust me. It's just like I've, I've that that's, <sighs> um, that is literally all I'm speaking of is my experience with okay. this one facet in one university at one place. Fair you know enough. what I mean? So that n- That might not be the norm everywhere. Also, I worked in a Jewish university. True so it's some, possible it's a that there were other, you know, other religious, uh, you know, re- I, maybe they, I really don't know a whole lot about it so maybe I should shut my fucking mouth. Right. But <laughs> I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, the way that the bodies were handled.
0: Well, safe to say that the person whose skull I had in my bedroom on top of my TV yeah. didn't sign off to be I'm sure. in a basement in Queen mocked. Yeah. So, oh,
1: could you imagine your skull ends up on some fucking dickhead? You know, teenagers. No, I mean, I'm not calling you a dickhead that's fine, you specifically, it's true. but every boy at that age is yeah. a dickhead. Oh every, yeah. you know what I mean? Like every kid. Oh yeah, every kid
2: that yes. is a dickhead. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's
1: not you specifically. It's you're a, you were a that age boy. Absolutely. Um, you know, imagine like this is where your body ends up. Yeah, your part fucking of it's over head. there, and your head's. Sitting on top of someone's fucking TV.
0: <laughs> yeah, with sunglasses on, oh with Oakley God. sunglasses on and a graduation cap.
1: Oakley sunglasses? Weren't those, those those big goggle things?
0: They had those kind. They had those, but they were usually the wraparound Glasses. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, right.
0: Someone gave them to me. A friend of mine gave them to me. Were
1: those the ones with like the upside down um ear thing?
0: No, they were just regular wrap around. There wasn't anything okay. fancy or weird about it. Okay. I got those when my friend switched to the bug eye goggles.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. So I got yeah, the old pair. They...
0: Right, yeah, no, no. And so I got this old pair. I'm not a sunglasses guy, so I just threw them on a skull I had in my I... <laughs> Not a sunglasses guy, but I have skulls in my room. <laughs> so I had thrown it on there. Ass ah, skull. Ass ah, skull. <laughs> well, it turned into, well, that, that's where the crux here lies where one day i came home from work and i had some dogs at the time rottweilers and someone had knocked the skull off of the television dear lord and the dogs had crushed the skull
2: so oh my god we,
0: and so i got home from work and they were bit they were literally bits of skull in my carpet oh. in my room that i had to oh. pick out yeah and i you know
1: that's christ awful and i
0: don't know maybe this was the wrong thing but i just threw it away in the garbage you know like what, well, am what, you I, what am i gonna do bury it maybe maybe that was but right but you
1: know what do. the dogs would have dug it up
0: yeah that's true they dug up a dead cat in the uh back
1: they would have dug it out yeah you know so it's hard to bury things in a yard when you have dogs they yeah they, they, smell they tend things. to dig
0: it up i know
1: speaking of which i read something interesting just as a quick quick aside i read something the other day that i thought was funny neil deGrasse tyson had actually and i can't stand him but neil deGrasse tyson yeah. um it, it for reasons he, he's never mind that's another tangent but um he posted something recently and one of the things he has like three questions like why 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 um and it's like well why is it that dogs can smell like this the slightest scent from so far away yet they get they need to smell each other's butts from like a quarter of a centimeter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the and i never thought about it until then and i thought to myself my god the overload smell of another dog's ass to a dog yeah. <laughs> has to be like overwhelming yeah what kind of information do they get from I that? i don't know
0: but i don't think
1: Oh, Isn't it bizarre? It's really weird. Like, when you, th- I never thought about it until I read that. And then I'm like, yeah, that is such a good point. That's a
0: really good point. Yeah. <laughs> they probably get as much information from another dog's ass as they do as a person's crotch. <laughs> it's a good
1: it's point.
0: It's the same blueprint of information. <laughs> anyway,
1: a real crouch hound. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Had a, had a couple of crotch hounds. Um,. <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to it here. Um, we went on several... We went from tangents, off of tangents, off of tangents on that one. Don't we
1: do that? Yes. Tangerine uh, the, <laughs> podcast. Tangerine. Yeah.
0: Watching, listening to tangerines. Yeah. Let, let's, let's replay it real back here. So, real skeletons, people died, mm-hmm. backwards. Okay. Um, so, after Carol Ann has her one-sided conversation with the TV... Her, the only death of the movie, Tweety, the bird, dies. And interestingly enough about that, um, the mom is looking to flush Diane or Ellen, mm. whoever you want to call her, um, <laughs> is looking to flush the bird down the toilet. And my first thought was, like, well, you can't flush the bird down the toilet. And then Caroline catches her <laughs> yeah. in the act and uh, then is forced to do a whole burial service for her.
1: <laughs> Which is so cute. Her. It is.
0: But again... What's interesting about that, and I think most people might miss this, is in the movie, the bird is being buried in a cigar box. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, you can see the adults in the movie are not don't, don't smoke cigars.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However, they do smoke pot. Mm-hmm. And their stash box for their pot in the movie is in a cigar box. So mm-hmm. they bury Tweety in an old stash box and... Carol Ann says about Tweety, he doesn't like the smell.
1: Uh, (laughs) He doesn't like the smell in there. (laughs) Right.
0: I don't think a lot of people catch that, but I think it's worth (laughs) noting that that's in there. And that's... That's a, I think that's kind of funny. I think it's a joke that isn't too subtle to kind of get any sort of anything,
1: <laughs> any mileage out I of it. I wonder if that's what they really intended, though, or if, um, Am I looking too if deeply it was into supposed it? to be. Well, no, I don't think you are. I, but I wonder if um, it was the smell of cigars that the that the people making the movie yeah, were, maybe. were talking about. Not necessarily, not necessarily even them tying the two together. Right. Um, well, that was my take. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a smart. That's you know that's in that's insightful. I think and a funny. You know what I mean. If if that is the way that they intended it, I think that's. I think it's awesome. That's cute. I think it's. I you think know it, I, what I mean? like that's it. That's real
0: cute. I like it. After um after the bird dies, though, Caroline wakes up again later that night and walks to the fucking TV again. This time, though, a specter kind of comes out of the television. The hand thing. Yeah, the hand thing. It goes into the walls. It Just weird house earthquake thing that only they could feel Mm -hmm. and then that's when they we get that iconic line of they're here which is always on those lists of iconic movie lines horror movie lines whatever it is you know they're here
1: yeah and there's another one in this movie too this house is clean
0: yeah (laughs) yeah with uh with zelda yeah later on sure the next day, though, they, you know, they wake up and it's a normal, your usual house with kids. It's mm-hmm. chaos in the morning. Right. This That's time, chaos, though. And... Right. But now that we have this haunting, glasses are breaking, utensils mm-hmm. are bent all of a sudden. Yeah. All things that are weird in the moment, but no one gives it even a second look, which is fucking weird.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that kid looks at his, Robbie, right? Robbie, yeah. He looks at his, um, Robbie Rusty. He looks at his uh, fork and spoon um And they're all bent, yeah. and he's like, "What the fuck?" But Which like, no one else, like the mom, doesn't notice it when or she sets out on the, the table, right? Well, <laughs> no, she didn't set it out. Like it happened while the kid was eating. Oh, okay. You know, like there was like a disturbance at the table, it like a yeah. bunch of stuff, like the yeah, the glass, the, glasses the break. thing break. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then after that, like they clean up. The girls like, "Oh, I'm late for school," and yeah. she's got she hurries to go. And then he's sitting there after everyone's left, and he's holding this fork and spoon, like what the fuck? Yeah. But like right after that, she's cleaning up the table, and she has no, and doesn't men doesn't well notice she has or- bigger problems because yeah. then
0: that's when the chair thing happens, <laughs> right? Right, the chairs move, she moves them in, they move out, blah, blah blah blah. What's really cool about that is that scene where she moves the chairs back in, and she goes to she goes back into the kitchen to get a broom or whatever it was from underneath the sink, yeah, to clean up the glass, and the chairs are pushed in. We see her in one shot, move to get a broom, comes back into the breakfast nook, Mm -hmm. and the chairs are all fucking stacked up on the table, which is cool. What they did, how they did that, because I remember Christina had asked me, how they do that? It's all one shot. How do they do that? So I looked it up. It's all one piece. The chairs were all one one piece, of course, but they just had a bunch of crew members at, at the ready, off camera. The second it shifted off. They came in, everyone grabbed the
2: chair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I thought that that's what they did, but yeah. I just didn't see how they could do it with the mic on silently. And, you know, the chair, it's a round table. It's yeah. not like it's a square or even a rectangle. You can keep that chair that's like all the way at the end, you know, uh, like, va- like you can take it out and not notice it. Mm. So you just have to like kind of run and grab the ones on the side. But a right. round table, like you have to run all the way to the other side of the table and then bring the chair around and i just i was just like but like that's a coordinate that takes like people it was a lot, to it was like a lot of do people that quietly yeah unless they cut the mic and they did it silently and added that's exactly That's like,
0: exactly what has to happen
1: right you have to add that room yeah. noise and Absolutely. then mm-hmm. the sound i guess of her opening and closing yeah. the cabinet i of, suppose mm-hmm. i don't know but i just didn't, right. yeah i guess so i just it's so seamless. It seems too Well, that's what you get seamless.
0: when when you have Sp- Steven Spielberg in your movie. That's, a good that's point. what you're going to get. He doesn't make garbage. No, you know. No, he I really does, not I really, have to say. I mean, you he... can say what you want, but you can like not like his movies like movies But that shit is Hollywood. Yeah. That is Hollywood magic all over that yeah. shit. No, you know Spielberg I mean? Spil- For real.
1: Spielberg does some really he's done some amazing work. Yeah. He's I mean, you can say book. yeah, you can Port say what you want. Filio. His catalog is fantastic. <laughs> uh, I celebrate his entire catalog. Some people do. <laughs> you
0: know, what I mean, there's a lot of criticism for him, but you know, at the end of the day, he's good at what he does. You know, Absolutely. he's good at bringing that stuff to life. You yeah. know, there's Hollywood a through spit and through. Shine on it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. After, <laughs> after that, we see the, uh, we find that the kitchen floor is able to move things, yeah. and that's what Diane spends her day doing. <laughs> she spends her day moving shit. Having the floor move uh various objects, including her daughter in a football helmet, over to the other side of the floor.
1: I always thought that part was so cute. It's really funny. She's because like, in the middle of the whole thing, right, she has like the the chalk outline of where to start, even where like to put the chair, um like the little circles on the floor the where to put like the chair. Are, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um and, like, and she puts Carol Ann, like, in, you know, in the football helmet. Carol Ann's, like, just, you know, like, nothing. It doesn't phase her yeah. whatsoever what's happening. She's, like, I'm hungry. No, of course
0: not. She spent <laughs> the past <laughs> nights talking to fucking things in the TV. Right? I mean, she spends that. And then, what, now this moves sliding across. And she's, like, oh, okay, I guess we'll do this now. <laughs> it's I don't so blame her.
2: funny. <laughs> For sure. She's, like, completely unfazed by it.
0: Absolutely. And now... Also, at this point, we see that there probably is a thunderstorm every night.
1: Every goddamn night in this In movie. this
0: fucking town. Yeah. It's nothing but thunderstorms every night. That yeah. sun goes down and the fucking skies open up. Mm-hmm.
1: What What is that about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, that's probably I mean, not a selling Verde point. Cuesta Verde uh, gets a lot of rain.
0: Cuesta Verde does get a lot of Maybe that's something to do with the fact that the remotes work on other people's televisions also.
1: <laughs> oh, the remote duel. The
0: remote battle, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Football versus Mr. Rogers. On guard. Yeah. I thought that... (laughs) It's moments like that where it reminds you that this is not a movie that is supposed to scare the shit out of you. Right. This is a movie that you're just supposed to watch it. It's going to entertain you. It's a different kind of thrilling kind of movie.
1: It's half a comedy, right? Hmm. I mean, it's got... There's a lot of comedy in it. There's a lot of like family situational comedy. It's like... You Know they're, they're a family, they're you know a what family, I mean? and they and they act like a family, they don't act like a sterilized family. They, you know, they seem like a family, you know, yeah, what it's I mean, a they pretty do a good, good job, yeah. you know, making that, um, you know, making that look real. And you know, there are funny things that happen in it, you know what I mean? They're like they're young, open minded parents, you know what I mean? They yeah, really like. young, which yeah. I, I want
0: to get to in a few minutes. They do. They do. I mean, there is some lighthearted moments in it. I think there's too many lighthearted moments in it, which makes it, turns it off of that horror genre, mm-hmm. you know, in in the sense where it's like, you could be, you could call it a scary movie. There's too many of those.
1: So what would you say? It's like fantasy?
0: I wouldn't say fantasy. I don't know what I'd call it. Thriller? I wouldn't even say thriller. I don't even think it hits that much. Drama? It's a supernatural drama.
1: Thriller drama. <clears> hmm
0: <throat> Mild thriller drama, okay. Because I don't think it even hits the mark on thriller. I think the stuff like you know the the um, what do you call it the remote control battle. Yeah, you know the fact that Craig T. Nelson can't roll a joint and has to give it to his wife. <laughs> That's funny. You know, there's a few moments. It's funny there's when a he's few high. things. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few things in there. Also, something else. We just we were talking about the the thunderstorms at one point. So during the first thunderstorm, you know, uh, Robbie it, it, it wakes Robbie up. He goes in there when. Craig T. Nelson and Diane or Clark and Ellen are trying to, you know, just watching TV and, you know, smoking pot. Robbie comes in. He's scared of the thunderstorm. Craig T. Nelson goes back in to um, tuck Robbie back in. And he, the kid's like has like baseball pajamas kind of. The kid, he puts a cap on the kid. The kid's going to go to sleep with a baseball
1: cap on? (laughs) Really? He does. I mean, I guess he has the option to take it off. He doesn't.
0: He and his dad puts it on him, and he's like, yeah, okay. What?
1: what? That's what? a cute little moment. He's like, hop on, kiddo. You know what I mean? The kid's afraid of the... He hops of the... on.
0: Yeah, but he tucks him in. The kid's laying down. Here, here's your baseball. Here's your sleeping baseball cap. <laughs> and he puts it on, and the kid lays and, and settles in to go back to sleep with his fucking baseball hat on.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I feel bad for that kid, you know. He's he's terrified of the lightning, he's terrified <laughs> the of the clown. tree. Yeah. And the clown. He's gotta right? share a
0: room with his five year old sister.
1: Right. Okay. Um Who's
0: sleepwalking.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, she's got a whole bunch of problems, but yeah. um, forget the sleepwalking is the least of them. You know, like he, his bed's right by the window yeah, and he's like <laughs> terrified of the tree that's outside. Like, I don't know, there's something between him and the tree. Like he looks Stary at her and he's like, tree. the tree looks like it's looking at me, you know, whatever. So he's got this like irrational fear of the tree trees right outside his window there's thunder and well sorry not thunder there's lightning pouring into the window scaring the shit out of this kid (laughs) and they can't like close the blinds for him nothing no you know like he's got like this bay window type thing right now it's not like just like a window you can like pick up like a windowsill whatever Mm -hmm. it's like a bay window yeah like just can you not can you give the kid some blinds and just close it so he doesn't have to stare at the tree but that's not being that's like traumatizing to have to go to sleep like that every night terrified
0: he's growing up in cuesta ver cuesta cuesta verde Verde. a planned suburban community (laughs) in california all right you gotta toughen up a little bit you sleep next to a scary tree you gotta sleep with a baseball hat on (laughs) build up some fucking scar tissue the world's (laughs) tough
1: yeah. Kid gets like eaten by a tree. Well, oh, you know, that's the next so, part here. So know. the tree
0: comes through the window <laughs> and grabs up poor Robbie as a distraction. So to these get
1: Carol Ann. So the
0: T V people can get Carol Ann and suck her through the closet in some weird whirlwind. <laughs> totally yeah, well that's what they're gonna call it. That's what they're called. The T V people suck her into the uh, closet, into some fucking interdimensional never never land. So it's just a distraction to take Carol Ann. So they when the, once they save Robbie they can't find Carol Ann they wind uh, Robbie winds up hearing her while everyone's looking around for this little girl Robbie hears her in the void somewhere yeah you know you
1: know what I always liked about that picture Mm. Uh, so that picture that scene Mm. is that moment where like Robbie's yelling like mom are you Carol Right. And then like you see it's a silhouette against the TV. You know what I mean? Like the TV's on static in the background. The mom comes over and like grabs the kid by the shoulders. You know what I mean? And he's like sobbing saying to Carolyn and he's got these like big teeth. Yeah. You know, he's like he's he's a growing little boy. He's got like, you know, he's pre braces. Weird and malportioned. Teeth, you know yeah. what I mean? So like and like I just I, I I always remembered that, you know, he's covered in blood and mud. Yeah. Uh and he's in his little striped pajamas, <laughs> standing there no hat. freezing. Hmm. No hat now. Maybe
0: you should have put a fucking helmet on that kid. It would've <laughs> helped him.
1: I don't know, man. Wrong
0: position down the field. <laughs>
1: But like, but that that picture I, that always gets you know that that's that, you know that's a thing that I really like about this. There's a lot of silhouettes, mm. I really enjoy a silhouette. And, and okay. such <laughs> a stupid thing. like a silhouette. Okay, you could like a silhouette. No, you know why? Like, I like I like the way a figure looks like in front of a bright light. Like, mm. I like the I like seeing the shadow. You know, the surface area mm. um, of a figure. I feel like I feel like it's a fun different way to to show and express something. So this movie's filled with silhouettes. Yeah. I mean it's just, you know, even though the the um the the movie poster, you yes. know, is Caroline against, against the, the TV. static TV, yeah. you know, as a well somewhat of a silhouette. You see the back of her, but her hands, you know what I mean? Silhouette ish. Silhouette. Okay. Silhouette, <laughs> silhouette. Okay. It's like movie um. <laughs> anyway. silhouette. Um anyway. Silhouettes. Yeah, they're everywhere. It's cool, <laughs> like it.
0: Okay, yeah. So, Christina likes gambling, coffee, silhouettes. So
1: it's a <laughs> and real the, and the warm and fuzzies of Boulder. And
0: Still. the warm and right. It's a real, it's a real character-driven show here today.
1: <laughs> uh. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so here's another part here where where I get a little thrown. Steve, now after they find their daughter is missing and somewhere, but they don't know where, Steve visits the parapsychologist team mm-hmm. at the local college. When he's talking to them, doing this interview with these people, Dr. Lesh and, and them, he talks about how they hadn't called the police. Okay, yeah, it's true. Your five-year-old daughter disappears in thin air. You should probably head over to the, to the quacks that they stick in the basement
1: <laughs> at the <laughs> local at the college
0: to uh, to help you out. Nevertheless... <laughs>
1: He goes through the ages. Well what are the police supposed to do? I mean I don't know. I through, mean look through the portal in her in her closet, do you think they even would have taken them seriously or put them in the nut house?
0: I don't know. I think you know, you even know. even if an old person dies of natural causes in a house and you call nine one one, the police still show up. There's nothing for them to do. Right. But they still show up. So do you a,
1: have to call now. If someone dies in your home, can't you just call the funeral home and bring? Like, no, you, you have ha-
0: to go to the hospital because you have to be declared dead by a medical professional. You can't have a mortician Is can't it? declare you dead.
1: Oh, sorry. You have okay. to do um, one last hospital bill before yeah. you go.
0: I don't, yeah. Gotcha
1: the declaration i mean like you know if a person's heart isn't beating and they're not breathing and stuff like that and they start changing colors and getting stiff i mean that's pretty much an indicator yeah but you dead. always
0: but you always hear those stories how you thought they thought someone was dead and then like they wind up not being well dead. isn't
1: that why they put the little bell on the on the tombstones back then that's so what they, they just used to case, do yeah just in case you yeah
0: know? that was yeah.
1: you can jingle a little yeah. bell that's true so why don't they just Continue that system.
0: Well, what about the people who get cremated? They better You better hurry up and ring that fucking bell because that oven is hot. <laughs> it's crazy. hot, yeah. Hey,
1: Google, how many degrees in Fahrenheit is a human body cremated? According to local cremation, the cremation oven, also called the cremation oh. chamber or retort, operates at an optimum temperature range of 1,400 to 1,800 degrees wow. Fahrenheit. Yeah. That is hot. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the oven, the self oven cleaner, is hot. That's. No
0: it's no, that's wild
1: yeah.
0: You know what's you know what's interesting about that is when they when they cremate a body, sometimes there are parts of the of the body that aren't organic material, right? fillings, stuff you know regarding your teeth and things like the fillings yeah, you know any um surgical appliances that you may have had when <laughs> when that stuff burns, that stuff comes out yeah, like you when you when you kind of dust off the ashes, yeah, fillings, any other extra you know stuff that those you may,
1: metals don't get. Well, yeah, they get um, melted. They get melted, and then I guess they flatten out. They flatten yeah. out and harden again
0: when it cools.
1: True. Yeah. yeah different metals; mm-hmm. um, they'll melt at different temperatures. Yeah. Is that interesting? It's hard to boil a metal. It doesn't really. I don't know to what temperature a metal would evaporate, but, but you see in a volcano, yeah. you know, stone and stuff like that it takes pretty rough temperatures.
0: So it, to, me, yeah. So it melts and rehardens at the. Yeah. It, you know. At,
1: That's interesting. Yeah. So, so when you get a person's ashes, do you also get like filling pieces and stuff, or do they take those out?
0: I think they take those out. Okay. And they kind of dispose of them where we you know where they need to biohazard materials. Mm. Um, where they do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I dabbled in the mortuary sciences, uh, the toying with that idea of going into that many years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I still think about it. Anyway.
1: Well, don't forget. Well, What made you not do it?
0: Kids, I don't think I could do it. I don't think. I mean, you know, you don't. It's a hard thing. You can't pick and choose um, who comes in there and who you have to work on. Mm -hmm. And what condition they come in. Exactly, yeah. So I... um, That's hard. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do uh, anything with kids. I, it's hard um, to
1: like, you know, cherry pick who you... Yeah, and you
0: don't get we to. We not take I mean, kids. Yeah, exactly. how,
1: how could you imagine being a family, like needing to bury a child? And, and then being denied from right. someone
0: because they can't handle it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that in between the kids and actually being dealing with grieving... People, I don't think I'd be good at that either.
1: But does it help, maybe, that you're, you know, giving the family uh, peace and and you know, uh, giving them the opportunity to say a final goodbye? Like, like, would it would it help at all to think about it? Like, you're not working on a like a dead kid, you know. You're 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 getting someone's child ready for their last departure. You know what I mean? Like, I think. You know what I mean? Like you're
2: yeah, I understand
1: what you're saying. Aiding the 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 process of the family's healing. You know I see I mean? the
0: importance and the dignity that you can that you bring to it. Yeah. You know, I and mean? I I a thousand, yeah, for sure. But I don't think it, I don't think I could separate myself in terms of not seeing it as a child and someone should, and dealing with grieving parents. Good God,
2: yeah, I couldn't handle
0: that. Yeah, I couldn't handle even even when I was 19, 20 years old, when I was like, maybe that might be something that might be a good fit for me. Even then, I knew then, I would, and I didn't, obviously didn't have any kids. I was like, no, that ain't for Are they me. the
1: same guys that try to sell you the coffin?
0: That's the funeral director.
1: But they're not, and then they're not the same people. Maybe they can be. Okay.
0: Maybe they can be. I was looking more into being a mortician. Yeah. You know.
1: But I I don't know if that means like, um, like if a mortician is also the same person that can own the funeral home. I'm sure they could. Or if they're two different people, because that's got to be hard. Um, to, yeah. like, sell a family a fucking casket. Like, you well, have to sell a family on a, like you're You trying can't to like, do a hard
0: sell. I don't think you could do a hard I think with They anything, don't do a hard sell. No.
1: I've seen... I've seen... um, I've been there when people have selected caskets, yeah. you know, for, for, you know, people in my family. Yeah, yeah. And I, they do it with a very soft voice. Of course, and they yeah. do You know, they don't push... There's you. no push that this is um, your options. This is, your is options. what you have, you know?
2: you
3: know. But to,
1: like, you know, to have to try to make that... Even though you're not, like, trying to make a sale... You know, you're selling someone a pro. You know what I mean. You're not like saying, okay, you know, this is the cost of the wake and funeral. Yeah. And this is the cat. You know what I mean. Just pick a casket, whatever. You know, they're like, you know, you can buy this one for this much. This you now you're like putting worth. You have to put a dollar amount on what you're willing to bury a loved one in. You right. You know, like you always want to give them the most dignity, give them the best of the best, even in yeah. even in death. Now you have to sit there and weigh your budget as to what you know, kind of a box you're going to put well, your loved one. Well, fortunately,
0: ones in. you you can rent caskets. You can rent them. You can, as far rent as rent
1: a casket. Yeah,
0: you can rent a casket for the viewings, and then you can bury you you'll rent a nicer like a a, a nice presentation no for the for casket other
1: people No, it's for the dead and well i'm
0: just i'm listen I, i'm not selling you one i'm just saying what's available so you can rent caskets which is what they do which is what you can do when you do cremations right you don't want to get a nice you know what i'm saying so there's that also um i don't know if they still do it but if i'm not mistaken if i remember right Costco used to sell caskets. Yeah, they so did. Yeah, they did. You could did. buy a casket at Costco, which is fucking weird. <clears throat> yeah, that's by a the way. Good. Yeah, I, and it's funny. The, Costco, which is a wholesale, yeah, you know, a consumer based wholesale retailer, I'll bet you that's the one they sell in single packs. I bet you're not getting a five pack of coffins
1: <laughs> unless you're a funeral home director.
0: If you're a funeral home director and you're getting your coffins from Costco, <laughs> you need to disclose that information. From the jump, <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, I'm very sorry, your loss Just so we're all clear <laughs> on, the on where page. we're at here, these are Costco ca- uh, coffins,
1: and here are the instructions to put them together. I'm
0: obligated to tell you, here <laughs> here it's, not <laughs> it's not IKEA coffins. Not IKEA coffins.
1: Just saying, just. you know what I'm saying? Could you imagine? You know? Oh my god! <laughs> Do it you a DIY. A DIY uh, coffin? Coffin. I don't not know. a DIY coffin, but like a, a modular coffin that you have to like get the Allen wrench and screw.
0: They definitely give the hour lunch and things don't line up exactly right. <laughs> I so your oh my coffin God. isn't really sealed <laughs> oh. properly at the end
1: ah, of the day. It never will be. The ground will shift. It'll it will. I mean, the they do seal. Like...
0: The coffins are sealed. I mean, they, they can shift tight but forever. They don't stay tight forever. They, can't. they don't, but they do seal yeah. to get a certain amount of time, you know, mm-hmm. um to to be sealed. Um still. A modular coffin is better than a kiss coffin. <laughs> oh, God. A thousand percent.
1: A kiss coffin? Yeah. Like from the band?
0: From the band, yeah.
1: They have kiss coffins? Yes, they oh, do. Oh, God. Those yeah. kiss people. I, I apologize if I offend anyone, honestly, but I also... Sorry, not sorry. At the same time, um, the kiss people are they, too... They're over, they're over the top. They're over that. the top with the kiss stuff.
0: Well, I do know that... I believe it was both brothers. So... Dimebag Daryl from Pantera mm-hmm. and his brother Vinnie Paul are both dead now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Dimebag Daryl died on stage. He, that guy came in there and shot him. Yeah. And um, Vinnie Paul died, I don't know, about a year or two ago, maybe more, three years ago maybe. He died from heart complications. So they were both, I believe they were both buried in Kiss coffins because they were big fans, which is nuts. You know, and, and they're very expensive coffins. This isn't like, cheap shit that you can you know pick up at a sam goody this is a like a premium coffin
1: full offense though it's really stupid
0: i agree (laughs) i agree in my my dying days i'm gonna give give gene simmons a couple of extra grant for a kiss coffin yeah no
1: that's crazy that people would even want to be buried in that shit right it's so it's so much it's It's like so too much it's too much I, I, I've known people who are KISS fans and you can't be like a halfway. You're not you a can't halfway, just you're be like, Yeah, I earth. like KISS. No. If you like KISS, you fucking love Kiss and yeah. there is a ton of merch out there to uh to
0: Yeah, to can satisfy any yeah. uh of your uh, KISS needs. Yeah. It's yeah. kinda
1: like the misfits in that way. But there's and a difference. That's interesting the that the misfits are a thousand Fits. times better. Well, of course. Like they're an actually good, but Kisses. Uh, I don't really. It's it's weird, but I'm, I'm I've like, got an awful. I've got a bad taste in my mouth with, with Kiss, but. Um,
0: but uh, again, I'm a diehard Misfits fan, I really hate Kiss. But
1: that's a funny thing, though, right? Because like the Misfits, the whole thing is like the Crimson Ghost, and like yeah. everything comes in a little coffin, and like yeah. that's how their uh, box set came in. It was a exactly. Cool it coffin. comes in box, a little yeah. coffin, right? Yeah. And like. You would think that the Misfits would, they're, they're people. I could see people dying and getting buried in a Misfits coffin. Like, I could see that. Yeah. With the Crimson Ghost on top. That, that's pretty fucking cool. See, that's cool. <laughs> the Kiss coffin. Cool. is I <laughs> think it's all stupid. I'm just surprised that, like, Kiss is the one doing it and not the Misfits. Because it, it, it suits the Misfits. It, yeah, it does. I agree. You know? I agree. More I, than Kiss.
0: I, I wouldn't i wouldn't get buried in a Misfits coffin as much as I love the Misfits. Mm. I wouldn't get married, uh, getting buried in a misfit's coffin. Anyway, we are talking about poltergeist and not talking about real death here. So Craig T. Nelson, he's talking to these parapsychologists, these kooks that they stick, you know, in the ass end of the college here. When he talks about the ages of his, the people in his family, they ask, you know, "How, how old's your wife? He says 31, no 32. How's your oldest daughter? 16. So his wife had his oldest daughter when she was, 16. Her also. Her. Oh, also her oldest daughter. Yeah, when she was 16. Which is pretty nuts, I think. That I don't. I, I bet you that wasn't on purpose. I bet you they just didn't think of the math. Yeah. But I'm looking at. It, I'm like, oh, it's like
1: that. Well, she is quite a bit older. Looks than like the Diane others.
0: got into a little bit of trouble when she was 16.
1: <laughs> That's funny they call it that. <laughs> Did she get into
0: trouble. She got into trouble, as we used into to say. Trouble. Yeah,
2: she wasn't a good girl.
0: So, for the interest of time here, so we've uh, we'll we'll. Let's see if we can kind push of this along. With this a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, after we meet the psychologist, they come into the house touting their Bam, all their normal the skills. Yeah. We, we saw a car go move over seven hours. You yeah. couldn't see it, but we time lapsed <laughs> and you can see it. And that's when um, Clark or Steve <laughs> opened the door uh, to the bedroom and this whirlwind of shit and toys mm-hmm. are all over. And he's kind of like, hmm, what do you think about that shit? <laughs> you know? And. <laughs> And there's the portal where the the things go into the closet mm-hmm. and they come out of the living room ceiling, mm-hmm. right? And there's a point—is it there where Carol Ann passes through Diane? Is that yeah? It's in that's that that, where it is, right?
1: So the paranormal investigators uh, they stay in the house that night and they bring all kinds of detecting, you know, uh, stuff. And like um, at one point, they start detecting some presence at the top of the stairs in this time like you know they hear carol ann like they they try to talk to her
0: Right, she can hear them but they can't see him. They can hear right. each other but they can't see each other. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And she starts running through the house because there's something in there like kind of chasing her sort. There's um later on when they bring in Zelda who plays uh Tangina, I Tangina think her name Barons. is. She's the one later on. Every, she's iconic. Everyone knows who she is. Um if you've ever even seen anything regarding Poltergeist, you've seen she's the one that says this house is clean. Right. She's the one that comes in and cleans the house. Who's
0: uh, a real medium by or claims to be a real medium. Right. Zelda claims to be a real medium.
1: Yeah. yeah. She might be. I mean, you know, I know, there are some people who even Lorraine Warren um somehow was tested at UCLA and they certified her as having um okay. as having actual, yeah. you know, they they were able to, you know, I don't know the tests or the degree of their accuracy or or anything like that. But uh, through whatever means, they they declared that she actually had that ability.
0: Yeah, we covered that in episode two. If you want to go back into yeah, the catalog, yeah, that's a
1: that's a cool episode. I like that's that a fun one. Episode. That's um the Warrens versus Beth Sheba, Yeah, Battle of the Ghouls. Yeah, because uh, Ed Warren is a scummy piece, piece of, of shit, crap, Say it. sort of child molester. Um... <clears throat> Yeah. Definitely
0: check that out. That's a good episode. That's
1: a good episode. Yeah, I like that one. So Zelda comes in later and says that there's, you know, someone else in there with her. And it seems to her like it's just another child, but it's, you know, a a, a dark presence. Yeah. So she says during that time, this is kind of before then, she says, there's someone in here with me. And mm. the mom's like, who's in there with you, baby? You know, she's she's getting <laughs> all upset. Yeah. And there's this one point where Caroline runs sort of and you see the mom go like, <gasps> Yeah. You know, like her hair sort of like kind of flies up a little bit. Her sweater pops up a little Get some bit. some Hollywood magic. She feels Carol go through her. Yeah. You know. <laughs> she she does this like drunk Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, like that, that thing where like Kamala Harris was like, we did it, Joe. We <laughs> <Yes>. did it. <laughs> Right, she does the same thing with, uh, with this Carolina. She's like, she went through my soul, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> she went through my soul, Joe. It, you know, when we watched it this time, I was like, oh my god! Like, I laughed. Like when she said it, I laughed. That
0: takes you out of it. Yeah, that's another. It takes that's, you
1: out of it. That's just one of those things where you just like, oh my god! I think
0: the kids call that cringe. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what the kids Major call it these cringe. days. Yeah. yeah, some real cringe. Yeah. Ugh. Some yeah. serious cringe,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so cheesy. That is cheesy. so funny, though. So fucking cheesy. It
1: went through my soul.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: you know, I got to tell you something. It, t- it, 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 it says a lot about a movie when I can watch a movie, like, when I can watch a movie that's, like, centered around, like, kids disappearing and families, like, in turmoil like this, and I don't cry. Yeah. Okay? It says a lot about whether... Like, how it holds up. Because I cry at nothing. Like it dropped I, you a hat. Yeah, you, I'll, yeah. I'll cry at anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I said nothing. I meant, like... Uh, everything. At everything. Yeah. Like, Opposite. Correct. Yeah. Not much can... Not, it doesn't take much. What? So so when that part happens and I laugh, I'm like... <laughs> it's supposed to be this, like... Powerful moment. moment, moment. You, you feel You know, it kind of pulls your heartstrings a little bit.
0: No, it pulls different strings <laughs> But uh, also after that the, One of the weirdest parts in this movie And it really seems out of place When you're looking at it now Is when um, the guy Marty One of the parapsychologists First of all, well, before <laughs> we even get there So they're staying the night The psychologists are staying the night in the house In the middle of the night, Marty decides I'm hungry, I'm going to steal these people's fucking food And he goes there and pulls out a steak It's like, a I'm just going nice to make this steak
1: A thick one too Yeah
0: that's a nice piece of red meat. And this fuck face is going to take it out of the refrigerator. And when he, which the balls, by the way, right? the balls. Like, I know you're trying to help get my daughter and all, but can you fucking keep your hands off my food, you fuck? <laughs> Especially my fucking steak. So it comes out. And this is the two-parter here of weirdness. The steak starts to move on the plate. You know, he's seeing things, obviously. And this didn't happen to anyone else, by the way. In the whole movie, no one saw shit. There was no hallucinations, nothing. Just this asshole. The steak starts to move and kinda I don't know what you kind of It like, like it, it
1: kinda like crumbles cr- from yeah. the inside out, yeah. sort of. It, was, it like starts to like decompose, yeah. but like
0: kind of like, like suck into itself in yeah, weird it's like weird. bubble kinda. Yeah. It's weird what how they did that was underneath the cabinet and underneath the plate. They had metal wires. Hooked into the stake that they were pulling from. Oh, God. Mouth. Yeah, pretty weird. But he, that's part oh one of God. it. Part two is when Marty, after seeing this, needs to go and collect himself in the bathroom, puts some water on his face, looks up in the mirror, and then starts pulling at his face, and he winds up pulling his face off.
2: Yeah. That has
0: nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It's a hallucination. It comes out of nowhere. It's so out of place.
2: Yeah, it's really out of place.
0: Also, a real quick fun fact, because I'm full of them. That guy, Marty, the actor, mm-hmm. was, not a, was, was an actor at one point had left acting to go into teaching.
2: Mm.
0: He knew Mr. Spielberg. Ah. Spielberg kind of called him back in for this particular role. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like like anyone couldn't have done this, but anyway.
1: <laughs> Such a non-role. It's a
0: real, yeah, who cares kind of thing. Anyone could have been that guy. Yeah. And so you'd think, like, anyone could have done that. Like, well, you have to pull at the face the right way. No, he didn't even do that, okay? <laughs> he was too scared to... They, so it had to be out. done a certain way. It's yeah. a, it was a practical effect. It's not a it wasn't some CGI thing. Nineteen eighty two, right? Right, and without it shows, it, right, without it looking like some kind of weird claymation bullshit in nineteen eighty two, right? So,
1: but it did.
0: It did. It did look
1: like some claymation. It bullshit. It did, but it
0: had to be done a certain way, okay. and he didn't. He was scared he was going to mess it up. He <laughs> he had Steven Spielberg himself pull it off so if the hands that you see pulling the face is actually spielberg's hands
1: i want to take a look at that next time and see if
0: you can see a, that's obvious. a noticeable difference yeah it's I'm actually his that. hands that are actually pulling up that's the, crazy uh, yeah which is what was pretty interesting
1: well wait but they did it like so i always thought they did that to a dummy
0: no, it's not. Because him. at
1: one point, like, you see the guy, you know what I mean? And he's like pulling things off his face. And you can think to yourself, like, okay, that's like some kind of like, you know, crap underneath like a silicone covering, sure. you know? And you just pull at it and stuff comes out, right? But then it kind of cuts and the the face and body look completely different. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I always thought they switched to a mannequin. Well,
0: the pulling was done when it's obviously. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to re, we'll have to go back and rewatch yeah. it again. Yeah. It was a while. we, You know, we just watched it the other day. But prior to that, it had been a while.
2: Hmm. You know, it was oh, since absolutely. I've seen it. So yeah, I'd rewatch it again like just to kind of take a look. hmm
0: You know. So after that weird thing, which we had no place whatsoever, we're moving on. Then we finally get introduced to Tangina Barons. Mm-hmm. Finally comes in here, the medium. And this house is clear. She comes in and this little older woman... hmm comes in here and Adorable. pretty much steals the show.
1: Yeah, she really does. Not for anything.
0: she doesn't have much of a role. I mean, not, not like... Uh,
1: she's a very important role for a very short period of time. Yeah, I know, you know? that
0: she it took her six days to do her parts. In this wow. Movie and that was it.
1: That's actually a lot, in my opinion. The, so it took her six That's days to do
0: her parts here.
1: She should have been able to do that in
0: three days. And Spielberg, you know, I don't know how many takes. He's not She's <laughs> he's not like a... I know. I I don't think Spielberg works like Eastwood, who's like, you get two. yeah. One, no good. Next one. All right, that's it. Moving on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how long Spielberg takes to get his movie magic or, or Spielberg through Toby Hooper. Either way, mm. she comes in. She explains why they took Carol Ann, which is such like a throwaway mm. thing, how you find out that Caroline was actually born in the house. So she has this connection to the house and her mm. light is so bright. Mm. that it's confusing the spirits and it's like what
1: wait she was me. born in the house yeah I completely missed that years yeah. and years and this is the first time i'm ever hearing this
0: she was born in the house
1: interesting yeah. oh god so she had one of those births one yeah. of those people yeah, <laughs> Ugh, yeah. A home birth
0: yeah we're gonna take thousands of years of medical knowledge and just throw that away and just be birth in the house. I
1: mean, you know what? God, good for people for be, for doing it. I would just be so terrified like that something would go wrong. Well. Yeah, you know, that's, that's tough.
0: Well, she had such a bright light, so it wouldn't be so much of a problem.
1: <laughs> so, well, wait. If she had such an attachment to the house, why'd she get sucked into the fucking TV? Why didn't she get sucked into the house?
0: Because, Christina, <laughs> it's the 80s, and TV was cool. Okay. okay? All right. I the so static questions? effect,
1: really. That's what it was for. Exactly. The snow. How else would you get the silhouettes?
0: Exactly. <laughs> a lot of unanswered questions here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. Moving on, plot we find holes. out there's a portal and the spirits. It's a poltergeist, not a haunting. All right. these blah, 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 right. blah. Details, details, details. Filling in the plot holes without actually adding anything. Right. Now, Tangina is going to get Carol Ann back. How are we going to do it? <laughs> is it going to be, she going to draw them out? No, no, they're just going to tie a rope around <laughs> Clark Griswold and his wife. No, and no, just the wife. Just the wife. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Clark's going to fuck it up, though. The wife goes in with a rope around her waist to go get Carol Ann back. Not, by the way, not for nothing. If they knew about the portal before, about with the jewelry and the tennis balls and all that. They
1: didn't stuff. know where it was coming from, though.
0: Right. I mean, I think they knew the, they knew the bedroom because they kept it locked because of the whirlwind of shit. Right. I think you can pretty much narrow it down. It's probably not coming from the toilet in the basement.
1: Well, they did right? that um, experiment with the um, tennis balls.
0: Yes. But right. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know, I think the solution of the rope to go in there, mm. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know if we needed a team of people to come up with that. <laughs> Regardless, they had a team of people to come up with that. Diane goes into the Upside Down
2: yeah.
0: and gets out. Carol Ann, after poor Craig T. Nelson slash Clark, Slash Steve bucks it up and pulls <laughs> <laughs> pulls the rope. He panics and pulls too quickly. Mm. And we get this giant demon face that comes out and scares the living shit out of him. <laughs> but also gets out his wife and daughter and all this pink shit floats and they fall down into the living room. They usher them quickly into the into the birthing room, aka the tub full of water. The room. <laughs> so they're both I can only imagine she gave birth in the tub. I mean, so yeah. The what's funny is both the daughter and the wife don't seem to be conscious or breathing when they bring them up into the tub in the healing elixir of the of the lukewarm bathtub. He's slowly dabbing at the eyes of the pink shit that's on them, not giving them mouth yeah. to mouth. No, no real effort to resuscitate his wife and daughter. But we need to clear her eyes from <laughs> little, the pink little, goo. Little, little A inch circle, delicate dabbing. <laughs> And yeah, Maybe not around the want mouth to get or that breathing. Pink shit
1: in his mouth. You know,
0: I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. But down for nothing. Like you know, you do. What you got to do. Yeah, you, you know, give it a quick wipe if it really bothers you that much, and yeah. you do what you got to do.
1: You just sitting there with a little washcloth, like pulling, like you know, just I'm, like dabbing little. I'm not a doctor. Of I'm not a doctor. <laughs> give her a slap. You I'm know, a, I might. I asked
0: Yeah, I'm a certified CPR instructor. However. <laughs> I, I, You can give it a, a wipe, you know, that's why you should always have mouth guards in your home. Mm. I can't stress the importance of CPR and first aid certification if you have children or if you don't, you should get it anyway. For s- situations like this, if you find that someone, your loved one goes into another dimension <laughs> and comes out via a hole in the living room ceiling or any room really, it <laughs> doesn't have to be the living room, it could be any room, you should be prepared and, you know, if you don't want to get the pink shit on your mouth, have a mouth guard. Yeah, those are really great too. Actually, so you know you're doing it right. Actually, because mm. of the, so it's a one positions way. It's correctly. a it's positioned correctly, but also the tube that goes in the mouth. It's a one way only. Oh, so you know so you're all the airs. all the air is going de- mm-hmm. into the person who needs the air. Mm. It's not coming back, and you're not losing any of the air because you put a sealant, mm-hmm. put your hand mm-hmm. over it, and it seals the air. Anyway, interesting. I'm full of interesting things today. <laughs> full of something. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> full of. <it. laughs> Pretty late so uh
1: it's really so let's get this done with
0: yeah <laughs> we're well, not done yet now this house is clean after they've been resuscitated you think she it dubs, would be done it's not done this lady tangina yeah sucks because you know what the house is not fucking clean right. they're back so the next night robbie and Carol Ann are getting ready for bed they're back in bed with the door closed yeah steve is out with his boss yeah right who by the way earlier i think we skipped over it here Mm -hmm. but there was a point in the movie no but they 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 had a point where caroline's still missing and steve is with his boss and talking about the cemetery this another seemingly pointless scene in this movie where talks about this is where we're going to put the new phase of the development Phase five. To. Phase five. Right. It's going to be over the cemetery. Oh, it's fine. We just moved the bodies. Isn't that sacrilegious? <clears throat> oh, no. We've done it before.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Foreshadowing, of course, because now this is where it starts to come into play. Mm-hmm. So the kids are getting ready for bed. They just went through a crazy experience, but that's okay because Clark needs to go out to dinner with his boss because they're moving <laughs> and the boss wants to woo to win him back. Diane is just taking a nice bath mm-hmm. and she's blow drying her hair. The kids are sitting in their room with the fucking door closed after their daughter got sucked through the closet and the tree almost ate their kid. <laughs> but they're still like, you know what? No, it's we're good here. We're good. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Then this fucking scary clown comes to life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and goes he and tries to
1: strangle poor Robbie, which
0: interesting though. They had Robbie when he was being strangled in this thing. He was. When they were filming the movie, the clown, whoever was controlling the clown or however it was being done, was actually strangling him.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So they thought it was great. He was doing a great job, but he was actually <gasps> cutting off his air.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. They were like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, no. I and so they finally got, you know, he wound Dear up being Lord. okay. That was actually a thing that they, they wound up pulling it too tight. And they were oh really God. amazed at his fantastic acting, but he wasn't acting. He couldn't breathe. Did no. they
1: keep that? I like was know. that the take that they? Kept? I don't
0: know. We'll have to take a
1: look. I mean, I would have.
0: We gotta do another. We gotta do another go around and yeah, pick just up like some
1: a, just like a. Hey, we figured the shit out. Yeah, I would like to take a look. Maybe that's what I should use to start populating the Twitter.
0: Okay, maybe maybe facts about the movie that facts we talk about, about here.
1: Correct. Okay, Correct. I like, I like it. it. I like it.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, see, I'm we're not. figuring shit out on the show here. as we
1: go as we go
0: this is how much, actually uh, you
1: know what i actually had an idea for the um episode name if i could we, right. most of the time we just kind of stumble upon our episode name true i was thinking about the griswolds live over an indian burial ground
0: i love it <laughs> that's it
1: <laughs> or maybe a native american burial ground might be a better
0: uh hmm. a I better title if you click that you know which one i chose yeah but I don't know what it is yet. So you know more than me in this moment, <laughs> in the future. If you're listening to this, you're in the future. Do they have flying cars?
1: Yeah. But maybe we can name it uh, The Gris- The Griswolds Live Over an in Indian Barrow
0: Okay. I like it. I like that, too. All right. That'll be it. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> the kids are, of course, in their room. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting uh, terrorized by the same things that terrorized them the night before yes. without any supervision. <laughs> Correct. Clowns choking <laughs> and doors opening again. Yeah. And this time they, they're trying to suck both kids in. Yeah. But just, just like a big giant vacuum in the closet.
1: Yeah. The fucking closet. By the man. time,
0: yeah. So by the time, seal that thing off. Diane's pretty herself up here with a big t shirt and no pants, blow drying her hair. By the way, She's gorgeous. In this point in the movie, actually, and this is a subtle thing that I read and I didn't pick up on. I had read this. Around the one hour, 40 minute mark, Diane's blow drying her hair and there are pictures on her bureau while she's blow drying her hair. And there's a picture of Carol Ann. The scene switches and kind of goes back to seeing the pictures again. And they're not in the foreground. They're in the background and there's no focus on it. But that picture of Carol Ann switches to the one of a demon. Which I didn't pick up on. I didn't notice it. Wow! But I'd like to go back and see if that's yeah, actually true. Or a bunch of shit. But I'd like to take a look. You but, know
1: what? It's going to be hard to do that because do you have any idea how many hoops we had to jump through just to fucking find Poltergeist? Or I know. Rent I don't even. I watch know, it. I
0: know. I know. It's
1: holy moly. We tried like everywhere, and then we finally found like this one place. Was it Amazon? I think it was on Amazon. Yeah, but like, and we subscribed to like literally everything. Yeah. So like, you know, it, 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 we found it. In like this one spot, I know, and we it was hard to yeah. find on Amazon too for some bizarre reason. There's two
0: versions of it. I don't know. I don't know. We we we've gotten rid of our physical media a long time ago for the mm-hmm. most part. So.
1: No, we haven't. You know what? It was me. All right. I I actually I I kind of feel bad. Um. So I, you know, I um I pre- I pay pretty close attention to the feed on Instagram. I like to follow up, you know, and and see what other podcasts are doing. I like I like the community. I think everyone's really nice and um, you know, so I, I like to be active. Um and I see a lot of black bookshelves with just, just filled with DVDs. I and had if, black bookshelves pulled in DVDs. Exactly. And we have we also them. have horror movie toys and yeah, all that stuff. And I think I that's all, all wonderful stuff. The mm-hmm. the the toys are all over the apartment. Mm-hmm. There is no man cave in here. No. There's no need for it. Jared lives in the apartment. He loves these things and they should be everywhere and I love them too. They are everywhere. um you're the one that collects that collects them. Yeah. Jared Jared also has an extensive DVD collection, much like the ones that I see on Instagram. However, I did the wife thing, I guess if you want to call it that. It's kind of a stupid thing to call it but i think everyone knows what i mean and to save space because we live in a two-bedroom apartment i asked that maybe we could get rid of the cases and keep the movies in like a giant binder just Mm -hmm. to save some space because we needed the shelf space for other things and now (laughs) i'm seeing everyone else on instagram have exact like have their stuff set up exactly the way we used to Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel bad you know what i mean i feel like i kind of took something i i i i fought it you did fight it you did and so did i and i was like you know i get it and i didn't wanna like push for it it's just that like th- the amount of space that these dvds take up it, it i don't know i just
0: it takes f- up a lot of space
1: and we've got you know we've got stuff up there that otherwise wouldn't have places for yeah. them so i don't know i felt like it was a I felt like it was a good idea at the time Mm. Now that I'm like looking at everyone else's on the feed, I kinda I'm not regretting it because we still we needed the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? We needed the space. Yeah. And uh but but I do feel, you know, like I see it and I'm like like that sucks that we you know that that we had to do that. Like it's all right. You know. You know,
0: it is what it is. You know, and Sometimes it's just you just
1: get older and you you gotta do what you gotta do. We
0: just have things in binders now.
1: But we have the thing still. Yeah, we do. We have it in Bond. We just don't own Poltergeist. It's no, just not we a movie have, that we no. own. But no. you've got like everything. I know. You got all the box. You got everything. I know.
0: Everything. I know. I know. But yeah, we had to jump through a few hoops to, to actually rent this movie. I don't know why it was so fucking difficult. But it was. Regardless, yes, the kids are being sucked in by a giant vacuum, presumably in the closet and Diane when she finally realizes her children should probably be not left alone and how does she realize that from the screaming of help coming from their <laughs> closed bedroom door yeah she finally comes and tries to go in there and there's a big weird orange yellowish demon outside yeah coming out of nowhere yeah by the way finally she manages to get in <laughs> and uh you can see the kids are like hanging on to like door jams post, and bed yeah. posts trying to trying to not be sucked in. Yeah. She saves the kids. Yeah, she grabs them. She grabs pulls them, him, pulls them out. They go outside just in time to see Clark Griswold pull up. Yeah. As he sees the lights are flashing in the bedroom windows. Yeah. He kind of jumps out, of course, and sees fucking crazy shit happening. Mm-hmm. And we see coffins and skeletons fucking everywhere <laughs> start popping out of the ground. Yeah. And they're not moving. Right. The skeletons aren't moving. They're not like zombies or they're not like... They're just popping up.
2: Yeah.
1: And they're filled with um jewelry, jewelry and, and all kinds of right. All you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: By the way, didn't realize that till you just said it. With the jewelry mm-hmm. and stuff with the jewelry popping out. Yeah, I didn't even Yeah, There were put several the coffins that
1: open up and the and the skeletons come out. They have jewelry and they're on them. filled yeah. yeah, they've got jewelry everywhere. And that's where I figured the jewelry from the I ceiling. Didn't even, there's that one part where jewelry just kind of comes out of the ceiling like randomly. You're
0: right. And she said she does not uh she's like I don't own these I don't, right. These aren't mine.
1: And it's like all, some of them were young, some of them were old and some yes. of them were not. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's just... That's a good...
0: Yeah, that's a good pull. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. So these Bam. coffins are everywhere. By the way, since we're on the coffins everywhere. Coffins. Yeah. We already talked about kiss coffins and we talked about morticians and whatnot. However, we and didn't talk about... And the misfits. The, and their lack of coffins. Yes. The, there's an inspiration behind this movie. There's a history lesson now. Oh. In the late 1800s in Denver.
2: Okay.
0: Right? In Denver, Colorado, they wanted to, the city wanted to build a park a lot like Central Park here in New York. Mm -hmm. Sort of this big sweeping area because the city of Denver was expanding at the time. They wanted to get a little, you know, get a little pretty, you know, beautify it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. They put the bid out for contractors. Contractors, of course, put their bids in. The city chose the contractor who put in. You know, the lowest bid, of course. Now, part of this project was in order they needed to move a cemetery that was located in the middle of of Denver at the time. Contractor was all up for it, Mm -hmm. fine. Once he got into the job, realized that it was going to cost a lot more than he had bid, Hmm. much more than he was going to get paid. So just like the movie where the source of the coffins was the development did not move the bodies, they just moved the headstones. This is where it came from. The contractor did not move the bodies. He just moved the headstones. Oh, God. How did we find this out? Now, there's a structure that's built in this park that once it was built, an employee, somebody who had worked on this construction, had ratted out the contractor and said, they just moved the headstones. The bodies are still there. The city went, investigated. The bodies are still there. They fined and arrested the contractor responsible. Oh, Good. Now, the structure was up, and they did not have the money to tear it down and build Jesus. it up again. So the bodies, pres- presumably, are still there. Wow. Now, if you live in Denver, you may know the story. Maybe it's been moved since, and maybe it's altered from what I had found out. Mm-hmm. However, if you're interested, in Chessman or Cheeseman Park, however, I don't know how I quite had to say it.
1: How do you spell it?
0: C-H-E-E-S-M-A-N. It's cheese Cheeseman. In Cheeseman Park, I'm not from Denver, I don't know, but the part Cheesman Cheeseman Park, the... No, um, no,
1: no, no. Cheeseman. Cheeseman. Hmm.
0: Cheeseman Park. So if you know where the Greek pavilion is in Cheeseman Park, hmm. and that would be on the east end of the park, around 8th Avenue, I believe is where I saw it, the graves, that's where they are. That's where the bodies are located under the Greek pavilion. Hmm. Still, as of this writing of this uh, these articles that I had read. So interestingly enough, the bodies were there. The tombstones were moved but the bodies weren't just like this movie Hmm. so
1: that's interesting
0: that's another you know and that's another i think it's probably a better line than this house is clean is you move the headstones but you never move the bodies yeah i thought that was a much cooler line than than that and i think it doesn't get enough credit yeah honestly for
1: sure for sure yeah i have a i had an idea uh uh, a question just now though um when you Build a home, mm. you have to dig into the foundation, into the ground quite yeah. a bit,
2: yeah.
1: um, to build the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, further than the six feet that they would typically build. Uh, sorry, build that they would typically bury a body in. Yeah, I mean the structure of a foundation of a house has to go well within the earth sure um so i mean granted i don't know the guidelines but i would assume that holding up a structure like a house requires a certain amount of foundation inside the ground sure had they had they not find the coffins there you know what i mean like that's a good they point. had to build the houses right yeah. i mean and, and coffins were coming up inside of their house
0: yeah they were yeah. you know what i mean were- like
1: she's running from you know outside in the back Through the house, because she ends up in the skeleton soup, I think, at this point again. Yes. And now she's running, you know, to get back into the house.
0: Yeah, she's in the skeleton soup with the real skeletons. Yeah. And can I I give you one more fun fact? Sure. So the actress who played Diane was scared to go in the skeleton soup, which is the pool which they were putting into their house, of course. Um, She was scared to get in there, in in the skeleton soup, from the lights, the wires from the when the lights and whatnot were through the water here, she was scared that she was going to get electrocuted. She expressed this concern to Spielberg because apparently Toby Hooper is, has no say in anything, even though he's billed as a director. Bill just talking to Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg assured her that everything's going to be fine. She didn't believe it, so Spielberg said, "Okay, I'll get in there with you." So off camera, Steven Spielberg is off camera in the mud. Wow, with her. Okay. He said, "If we're going to electro- you if you're going to get electrocuted, we're both going to get electrocuted." All right. So he sat there with her. Oh, good for him. While she did the thing, which I think is.
1: I hate it when people congratulate people for doing things that they should be doing. Well, this
0: just goes to show place. you that how many people don't do what they're supposed to. Yeah. Right. With if the what the norm should be is celebrated, then that means that's not the norm.
1: No, I know. Even right? if it this, should be. You know. Can you believe that he did this? Like, yeah, I can, and that's exactly what he should have did. I agree. You know I, what I mean, yeah.
0: You shouldn't ask people to do something you're not you're willing, not willing do to do yourself. That's I right. believe that a thousand percent.
1: Right, but you should know? you ask people to do something you can do for yourself? I mean, if you can do it for you, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I d- always wondered that. Well, yeah, you. Well, yeah, I guess when you're asking someone to act in a movie, that's their job, right? It's, to, his job. Them is not to an do an something actor, that right. you can't quite do. Can't right. play everybody unless you're Eddie Murphy, <laughs> and Arsenio Hall. God,
0: coming to America Part oh. Two. We watched it. Terrible, in don't her, waste time. It's garbage. Her, no, it's I garbage. don't
1: I mean, look. Don't waste time. I loved and still do um coming to America. It's a great movie. Yeah, it doesn't I, take I, away from the first. You and I have so many inside jokes, t-shirts even. We have the Randy Watson t I have t-shirt. a Randy
0: Watson tour t-shirt.
1: Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh we we have so many inside jokes from that movie. Yeah. And to see it i mean you kind of knew that they were just gonna play on the nostalgia from the old one but there was stuff that they brought back that i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it because it's new and i but see okay this is this is a time where i will not spoil okay um but uh and and having said that i think it's worth a watch because you never know um there's a lot of uh different things going on in there, but I don't. largely disappointing in my it's
0: opinion. It's not good. I don't even think it's worth you the know. watch. I no, don't think it, it adds anything. I think I everyone
1: don't. should I think I think everyone should give it a shot because I've seen I've seen mixed reviews about it. Some people really love it, some people don't. And you'd be surprised the things that do come back in that movie. So um if you think it's just uh it's just you know, kind of a throwbacks all through yes. the, about just coming to America. It's not just coming to America; it's also the '90s culture in some ways. I'm not going to give anything away of what's going Late on, 80s, but, but yeah, but yeah, but I will say that there's more than just the movie. There's there's also you know some of the culture of <sighs> the time, you know, kind of thrown in there where some people that show up and you're like, what the fuck. But, How but no did they one got them. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it happens and you're like, they really didn't need to get them back here. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? So I, it's I like think
0: it was just, oh God. I think it's all unnecessary. I think the movie wasn't that good. I think sometimes it's fun to kind of go back to these old ways to see, oh, where where could these characters be now? Mm. These beloved characters. I mean, coming to America, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, our, I mean, everyone loves that movie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, where I wonder where they'd be. You'd think about it like, yeah. Right where you think they'd be yeah. is where they are. Yeah. I mean, they didn't give you any new insight. And be like, "Oh, that's interesting." No, it's not interesting. Yeah. It's not. Wesley Snipes isn't good. He's annoying and unnecessary.
1: Wesley. Oh God, that. Yeah. That, but let's not. Let's not. <laughs> see. See. This is where we can both agree on a spoiler. All right. Every episode, we talk about how. I don't think some things are spoilers. Yeah, Jared thinks some things are spoilers. I give things six months to a year, depending on the thing, uh, for people to have seen it. If you haven't seen it, guess what? I'm spoiling it, and I don't give a fuck. Um, Jared thinks that everything is a spoiler, right? Yeah. It, whether it's whether we're talking about something that was done in the 1800s, it doesn't matter. If you yeah. haven't seen it, you haven't seen it, and we're spoiling it. Okay. Anyway, two f- two different theories, but in this case, you see, I agree. This is a sp- this would yes. be a spoiler because this agree. like just came out. So for us to actually mention any, oh yeah, I'm not not going to no details,
0: no, not no details, but I'm I'm saying just where you think everyone would be. They are. I'm just saying
1: I'm agreeing with you for once. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's my only point. Fair enough. Okay. We have a we have a spoiler agreement for once a double digit episode.
0: We hit our milestone.
1: One agreement. We hit an agreement. Spoiler. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) What constitutes a spoiler?
0: Well, here's a spoiler. The, uh, the feldings.
1: the fuck are the feldings?
0: The, uh, sorry, not feldings. Freelings, <laughs> ah. sorry. The freelings escape the house. Hmm. They get out of the coffins. Hmm. They get away from the skeletons. They're mm-hmm. away from the demons who you heard, but never saw them. You saw them for a second. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, we're going to not, you're not going to see it anymore after this one little part. They're going to leave and in their family truckster, and the house just folds into itself. Mm -hmm. Not the house to the right, not the house to the left, Mm -hmm. just this little plot of land, oddly enough. And that's it.
1: Re- oh, well, of course, but there's just one thing. They got that uh, that one part, of course, where everyone's in the car and Steven's trying go, to get go. the, get the yeah. keys in and start the car and hurry up. And then the, the, the Robbie, the little kid's like, the house is coming. Damn. <laughs> God. Quote, the house is oh coming. That, that kid, you know what? I take fantastic. it back.
0: <laughs> that kid needs a helmet all day. <laughs> Not just at night to protect him from <laughs> trees coming into the house. He needs it. All day.
1: (laughs) Helmet and a short bus to school. That
0: kid needs a (laughs) helmet all day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All All right. right. Also, that that that. part,
0: they're the only ones who's frantic. They're the ones hurrying. Everyone else is staring.
1: Standing in the street. Yeah.
0: And no one else... Is even like remotely? It's more curiosity, yeah. Like, and like, What's ooh, that's happening? a really bright light.
1: That's interesting. What's going on? Pay no mind to
0: the coffins and and skeletons. It's just that, <laughs> and and off they go. Yeah. To a uh, to a Holiday Inn. Yeah, is it a Holiday Inn. Yeah, to a Holiday Inn. And oh, I right. like how they are. They go to a Holiday Inn because that's where they're gonna. They're, of course, their house folded up into itself like some kind of weird Hellraiser cube, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> they're walking to their room, and they all look like they've been through war. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you who's been through a war. Not Craig T. Nelson. He was out with dinner with his boss. He wasn't there for that shit. <laughs> Not the older daughter. She was at her friends coming back with hickeys on her neck all the time.
2: Right. It
0: was the little boy, mm-hmm. the little girl, the wife. Right. Why the other two are walking like they, th- like, they, they just came out of four tours of nom, I don't know. <laughs> but they haven't. They get into the... the <laughs> Go into their motel room, the door closes, and then one last final comedic jab, Clark Griswold, correct? T. Nelson, Steven Failing, pulls the T V out. Clark Griswold. Yeah, Clark Griswold. <laughs> pulls the T V out, puts it outside the room, and closes the door.
1: That's right.
0: And roll fucking credits. Yeah. And that's poltergeist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, there are two in there is a part two and a part three. Um, and we'll get to them in time. Yeah. For sure. Um, I remember <laughs> part two, the braces part in part two is one of my, where the, the kid's braces come out of his mouth and tie him up in the Oh bathroom. my God. I like that.
1: I need to, uh, I need to get reacquainted with those. I've seen two. I haven't seen three.
0: Mm.
1: I've seen two, but long enough ago where I don't remember it well, we'll
0: enough. We'll have to, we'll definitely rewatch it and we'll, Obviously. we'll revisit it, you know, in time. We'll have, uh. In time. In time. Who says that? Oh, that was, uh, that was Regan. Yeah, next fest, there you go. Episode one.
1: Nice
0: job. Yeah,
1: yeah, I try. I try. Yeah, we did the Exorcist on episode one. Yeah, sounds like we're advertising. Like, are we advertising our own podcast? Go back to episode one. Yeah, episode I think two. so. Well, I
0: mean, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to listen to all of them to know what we're talking about. Yeah. But I think we're starting. We're at the point now. We're starting to build up a natural progression of jokes and show banter. Not banter, but like show. There's some. There's themes? some linear themes. Yes. They kind of show up, you know yeah. what I mean, and I'm not saying that it's necessary, but I, I definitely suggest going back go through the uh catalog because yeah. I think there's some good stuff, yeah. You know, we've talked about, you know, you can go back and through, see, so we may have uh hit your favorite horror movie, maybe not. If we haven't, you can email us and maybe we'll do it.
1: Yeah, we have a list of horror movies that um we've got coming up, you know, we just sat down and, and made a general list. But definitely open to popping one in between yeah, or if you have whatever. Suggestions. We're, we're really open. Like, I really enjoy just watching anything. Like, yeah. I, will, I will literally watch, send a movie. I'll at least watch it, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely.
0: Like, we'll give mm.
1: anything a watch. Yeah, we, we plan anything.
0: things out for our own, just so we have, you know, we're not just floundering looking yeah. for something. So we, we plan out that stuff. But if there's something, you have an idea, something off the beaten path. You know, which we definitely have on our list as well. Hit us up at uh watching horror podcast at gmail dot com and yeah. we'll definitely uh give that a throw it on the list, you know. Um or whatever.
1: Yeah. Or uh, as the kids say, um, throw it in my DMs.
0: In the DMs. Oh, yeah, on Instagram, right? Is yeah. that a DM situation on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, that's okay. a direct message. All right. Um, so you can do that there, too. I watch I'm, I'm quite
1: active on Instagram. So yeah. uh, just about actually literally everything on our Instagram is uh, is uh, is my baby.
0: Yeah. Because you know, curates our social media.
1: Like a museum.
0: Like a museum. On um, exactly. Blathers. Yes. You're like Blathers <gasps> from Animal Crossing. I'm um,
1: R-I-G Blathers. You are. If you play Animal Crossing out there. Hi. What's up? um yeah we can be friends
0: you're the blathers of this podcast i am the
1: blathers of this podcast all right actually no you're the blathers of this podcast you're the one that goes out and finds all these factoids and information and brings them back for us yeah that's more curating a museum mm. i just kind of i'm like the um what are those people The the i'm like a recruiter okay right like hey here's the shit that we've been talking about are you so. the tom nook no, because I don't buy things from anyone mm. and I don't sell anything to anyone. And, um, I also have no say in layouts and et cetera, mm. as far as the podcast itself is concerned. so
0: We have to rethink this whole thing then. The whole... Uh... I think it
1: was just the word curate that kind of triggered my, <laughs> hey, I'm like blathers, but I'm not. <laughs> no.
0: I'm not. We'll find a character.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think if you were a villager though, you'd be like, um you'd be a grumpy villager.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a grumpy villager now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be a yeah, I'm I'm a grump. So just is tie it all together here.
1: Yeah. Animal Crossing Rocks. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry.
0: Animal Crossing Rocks also <laughs> Do you still like the uh, Poltergeist? Yeah. Yeah. I always will. Yeah. Okay. I always
1: will. Like, in fact, if when we go to bed in like 10 minutes or whatever, yeah. we could throw it on and I could easily fall asleep. Huh. No problem.
0: That's Poltergeist.
1: That's Poltergeist. That's it. In warm a and very fuzzy.
0: Warm and fuzzy. I don't get the warm and fuzzy from Poltergeist like you do. Hmm. I don't love this movie like you do. Oh. You know, I. Um,
1: it's kind of like my ET. I. I <sighs> I kind of find it a little boring yeah i could see that you know
0: i kind of find it a little boring it's a little too sterile you know i
1: can see where you get that like and, i could see how you could feel that way yeah
0: you know it's just boring it's not enough to keep me engaged mm. honestly and i just think of it i'm like oh yeah that movie mm. to me it's that movie you know what i mean it's like oh yeah that movie yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. you know it doesn't really do it for me gotcha you know okay but that's okay Yeah. They're not all, uh, they're not everything for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah. If you get that tattooed on me, I think I say that a lot. Not everything's for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Calm down. (laughs) Why don't you relax there, right? All right. Now
0: I'm (laughs) I'm getting aggro, which is a perfect time to end it. So,
1: yeah. Sleep angry, slangry. I'm slangry.
0: (gasps) Yeah. Wow. We got to start we've come up with a lot of different words over the past uh, couple months, yeah, so maybe we should start doing something with those words right. curate them slangry slangry yeah so let's let's bookmark this here. you can hit us up on Instagram watching our podcast on Instagram watching horror on Twitter, watching our podcast at gmail dot com also like subscribe and review this on any of those platforms that you can do that on if you're still with us here i don't know what we're clocking in at here i've created a spotify playlist for all the cool music that we talk about here on the show for the past 10 uh episodes so you can find that at watch and horror podcast playlist on spotify you can follow it it's a living playlist i'll add things as uh as we go for sure so i'll be adding the poltergeist stuff later today or it's yet yeah, today no well, it's after midnight after today so that'll be fun. So you can follow along with that. That's all I got. Sounds good. All right. I think we're done. Good night. Good night. The you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones.